0: Welcome to the I Now Pronounce You Divorced podcast, where we have three award-winning family law attorneys dive into intriguing topics like divorce, military divorce, custody and visitation, trust and estate planning, and all things family law. Join us as we provide a comprehensive viewpoint through the eyes of our experts and guests aiming to educate and soothe our listeners. Get ready to tune in because I Now Pronounce You Divorced starts right now.
1: Hi, I'm Charles Hatley with Lone Hatley PC, and this is our podcast, I Now Pronounce You Divorced. I'm joined today by Dan Cuneo and Ms. Rebecca Malone, and what we're going to talk about today is something that a lot of our clients go through during this time of year, Valentine's Day time of the year, and that's starting to see everybody posting the, the lovey-dovey Facebook posts or the cards and the candy at a time when your relationship may be breaking down. And we kind of want to just sit back and talk about what you can do for yourself during this time period to make sure that you get through it the best that you can going through a tough time and really are able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, Dan, I, I wanted to start with you. Uh, do you notice during this time of year clients being a little bit more uh, more sad about their divorces than they usually are?
2: It's definitely an interesting time of the year, and yes, we definitely see an increase in clients either feeling sorry for themselves or they're not as happy with their current situation and it's the advice isn't always rush to the courthouse file something hire an attorney it's you know take a step back, maybe you just stay off social media for the day or you turn off those notifications so you're not just constantly bombarded or inundated it's showing uh, pictures of people. Uh, having a good time together, couples enjoying themselves or people putting things out on social media because they just want to express themselves in one way or or another. It's really, if you're the client and you are not going through divorce, just take a step back, take a deep breath and, and know that it's just one day, but you can get through this. However, if you are feeling sad, talk to someone, whether it's a friend or a relative, this is a great opportunity. Even if you are amicable with your spouse have an open discussion and dialogue. And, and this could be a good segue into where are we at in our relationship? Is this something that we want to try to work on? If so, um, have those discussions on what that looks like. If not, maybe it's, well, we might, it's time to go talk to somebody. And this could be the, the catalyst that leads you down that road to, yeah, it is Valentine's Day. We both acknowledge that we're not spending it together. Where do we want to go? And, and just try to have those open and honest discussions
1: yeah the more open and the more honest you are, the more you talk about things, usually the the better it is. Um, yeah, you know, Rebecca, what sort of advice do you like to give to people?
0: So I think social media can be so tricky anyway while you're going through a divorce. Um, you have those moments where you're just so furious and so frustrated and you want to vent and put it out there, and more often than not, it's gonna come back to bite you in the end. So one thing I recommend just kind of across the board, is get off of social media, at least until your case is over, right? Um, Because you don't need to be putting something out there. Even doing something like liking a certain post can then get turned back around against you. So staying away from it is really a good plan during this time. Um, One thing that has become really popular is women's groups kind of getting together and doing a Galentine's Day, which I think is really great anyway. Um, And it's super cute. And it's a way to still participate in Valentine's Day without making it all about, you know, necessarily being in a relationship. So just having those supportive, you know, female um, people that are in your life and getting together and doing something fun and supportive and and lighthearted um, can help kind of take away from the romantic overtones of the holiday itself. I think those are those are some of the good things that I've seen um, around Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah. You know, anytime you can you can spend more time with people that, that are maybe going through something similar than you, as you are or people who actually care about you, spending time in person is, is some of the best things that you can do. And this is, you know, it, it's important to acknowledge that this is a rough time of year, right? You've just come through Thanksgiving, you had Christmas and those holidays, the new year, you're starting out the, the new year that boom, another holiday about love and family is, is hitting you while you're going through a pretty tough time. Um What about if there's children involved, Dan? What do you talk to people about then?
2: That's a great opportunity to really embrace that holiday and and show your your love with your kids and and spend time with them. That doesn't mean you have to post on social media or make comments about it. Just spend quality time, whether it's uh, having candy or making cards together, whatever the activity is, just make sure that you're spending that quality time with your, your kids so they know that even if mom and dad are going through some type of breakup, that the kids are there. And and you're putting the uh, emphasis on wanting to spend that quality time with your children. And even include the other spouse if you can. If it is an amicable divorce situation or separation, try to include that other spouse. That goes a long way, especially in, in a lot of jurisdictions where I'm licensed, that if you can show to the court that you're Taking the higher road or that you're wanting to include that other parent, that will weigh heavily with the judge. Or if there's a guardian line involved in the case that you're, you're wanting that other parent to be that active participant. Because a lot of statutes are written that they want parents to be able to co-parent. You know, in Missouri, we call it frequent meaningful contact. So it's just making sure that you're including that other parent if they want to be a part of it. And if they don't, Well, then you just, you move on and you spend that quality time with the child, but you you let your attorney know if you have one, or you let the court know that, hey, I tried to reach out, but I either got no response or or they said no.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, if you can spend time with your children, do spend time with them. and Rebecca, I'm going to ask you kind of the, the opposite question. What if this is the first Valentine's Day that you can't spend time with your children? You know, there, there's a temporary custody or visitation order in place. And this isn't your day. How do you handle that?
0: Right. Not not a lot of good um, a good comes out of that, right? Just, just no. feeling like you're already cut off from your soon-to-be ex-spouse, and now you're also not getting the day for a visitation. Um, good thing about kids and holidays, especially little ones, is that usually the school is going to do some kind of an event, right? There's going to be some sort of little Valentine's Day party, there's going to be some sort of little gift exchange. Um, some schools will let you come in and like have lunch with your child for the day, and so they might be celebrating something around the same time. There might be ways that you can still participate. In a party with your kid or go have lunch with them somewhere close to Valentine's Day, even if it's not necessarily your designated custodial day. Um, Because, again, it's going to be really important to the child that they see both parents and that they have that ongoing relationship and they have those continued holidays and traditions and we're keeping everything as normal as we possibly can. Um, So I think those are a couple of ways that you can still have some participation or some involvement, even if you don't necessarily have, it's not necessarily your holiday with the child. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, or you could do what I do. Convince your kids that that Valentine's Day is actually February 17th, and that way the candy's cheaper. And convince your kids that, you know, the Easter bunny actually comes the week after Easter. That way the candy's cheaper. And you Mm -hmm. can look at it as an opportunity to really save a lot of money here. And you know, really sure. do a lot of good. Uh, you know, I, I, one of my traditions is is taking the kids to CVS uh, the day after the holidays to get cheap candy. Uh, but you know, I, I have advised clients that before. You know, they're like, "Well, I don't have my child for, the, for this holiday." You know, they, you know Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Valentine's Day, Easter. And they're like, "I and you know, we Valentine's Day we always did candy, or, or Easter the Easter Bunny always came. And I would jokingly say, well, now the Easter bunny gets to save a little money, right? You, know, you do Easter the next week. But you don't your traditions can be different, right? You know, as I say it in jest about saving money, your traditions can be like, hey kids, how fun is it to go the day after Valentine's Day and get all the cheap candy from from the grocery store? Um But it, it, it's an adjustment, right? You know, it, it's understanding that your life is adjusting. And this is one of the steps of that adjustment. So, so Dan, how do you talk about, talk to people about, you know, the broader
2: adjustment that's that's happening? It, it's about being flexible. And, and mm. I always try to tie it back to it. it look out for the best interests of the child or the children. It's w- whatever holiday it is, if it's Valentine's day, Easter, Christmas, whatever day it is, it's, it's a day, right? It's a, it's a day on the calendar, but that doesn't mean that you have to miss the fun that's associated with that day. So in this example, if you're not able to spend time with your kids on Valentine's Day, make it another day. Like you have said, go the next day and just say, how fun is it? We're going to get you so much candy. You can pick out anything that you want. Right. And, th- and th- it's just starting tradition and they'll love it. Or you do it the weekend before. I mean, whatever, whatever works for your schedule. But it, just because you you're not with your child on Valentine's Day doesn't mean that you have to miss out on all the fun that's associated with it. So be flexible. And maybe it's something where if it's in a holiday that's very important to you, if Valentine's Day means that much, talk to the parent. Maybe you, you can have that holiday or talk to your attorney and make sure that it's written into a parenting plan that Valentine's Day is your day with the kids. And then, you know, moving forward, you can always plan in advance. Or if not, then just make sure that you're looking ahead as to when these holidays are coming up and start planning activities. My experience has been kids love when things are planned and they just love having a good time. And most children aren't going to be like, oh, I'm not with my, my mom or my dad on Valentine's Day. It's what did you do to celebrate that day? Not on that particular day. And Rebecca mentioned if your kids are the school age, a lot of times kids or schools have activities. Go there. Participate. At least be there and show your kids that you love them and you support them and, and you're there for them. You may not be there in the evening, but you can still be there for lunch or just hang out during the day. So I always advise clients, try to work with the other side. If not, create your own tradition. As you mentioned, Charles, kids just like to have fun. And if it's the day after, wonderful. If it's beforehand, great. It's just making sure you're you're spending that time and not missing that opportunity to share those memories and experiences with them.
1: Yeah, I like to call myself the cheapster bunny, Um, you know, know, say a little bunny. But all of this comes with the idea that, you know, you want to be a part of it. But what if, how do you advise your clients, Rebecca, that almost try to take over the holiday from the other parent? What would you tell that person? It's like, oh, I want to have this phone call on Valentine's Day, and I expect to talk to each child for two hours.
0: Right. We have to think about how is this going to look in front of a court. If we, if we go into court and we can show this pattern of behavior where you're constantly interfering, intervening when it's the other parent's time, when they have so- something planned that maybe they've even tried to involve you in, and you're saying, okay, the party's from one to three, I need to have a FaceTime call with them at two o'clock, right? And, or something like that, something that's just obviously interfering and intentional, um, showing the court that you are flexible, not that you're necessarily going to ignore your children, right, you don't wanna go on the other end of the spectrum and just say, fine, it's their time and I don't, I don't wanna to talk to them anyway. Um, you still wanna participate, but being flexible, exactly what Dan said, if you can reach out to the other parent and say, okay, what time is the event? Can we, you know, can I have a phone call around five if they're gonna be back and ready and, you know, all of that, um, and then if the other parent is saying no, that's something that now we can use to our benefit in court, right? So we're constantly looking at how is a judge going to see this? Does it look like you're interfering? Um, does it look like you're being intentionally disruptive? Does it look like you know you're you're trying to do something below board? Um, so so just keep that in mind in all of those interactions back and forth, and the more that you can show that you're willing to accommodate, be flexible. Still, obviously, make sure you get your time. You don't necessarily want to give everything away and say, oh, sure, the other parent can just have every single holiday and that's fine. Um, but you want to be clear with those boundaries with each other, too, right? So if I have the children, then during these times, these are our plans. I'm going to arrange for a FaceTime call with you after the fact, after they're home and fed and rested or, or whatever, and vice versa. We should have that courtesy going back and forth.
1: hmm yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, you don't want, if like, if this isn't my holiday, I'm not going to try to monopolize the time because it'll turn into a tip for tip and you don't mm-hmm. want that. It doesn't look good to the court. There is something else that, that Valentine's Day sometimes brings up. And, you know, if you have tried to love somebody too much and now find yourself subject to a protective order, what mm-hmm. is your advice in those situations, Dan, where somebody has a protective order? And
2: bide by the protective order. If it says, do not call, do not call. I, I was thinking of this case, as you were talking about, I had this client who had a protective order, but thought that he wasn't violating. He took a picture of the devil with a pitchfork and put his spouse's face on the devil and posted it on social media on Valentine's day. Eh, Clearly didn't do any harm to the spouse, but violating the protective order, no communication through any means whatsoever means do not post anything on social media. And if you have any question or concern, talk to your attorney about it first. Or if you don't have an attorney, make an appointment, talk to someone. But if there's, if you're uh, having that extra love, I I always advise dial it back and follow the order. If there's one in place, even if there's not, you still wanna make sure that you're not over loving because that could be taken in many different directions and you don't want an order filed against you. And even though it is uh, the day of love, we still want to make sure that we're being reasonable in, in our communications and in our actions. Yeah, you know, it,
1: it you say it sometimes humorously, but we, we do get a lot of cases where all of a sudden, you know, on a, on a holiday regarding like Valentine's Day, I've seen it, where, you know, the the, the spouse that didn't necessarily want the divorce sends 300 text messages uh, on Valentine's Day night and then boom, protective the board or they start reaching out too much, you know, and and there is a line that we all have to be careful of, right? You know, and you know, like Rebecca said, stay off social media, Uh, do yourself a favor, get off social media, be careful when you drink. Uh, A lot of people, you know, unfortunately turn to, to alcohol during this time period. I get it, turn your phone off. Don't text people, delete their phone number out of your phone, you know, do yourself a favor during, you know, these more stressful times. Well, Rebecca, Dan, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, You know, you know, talking about Valentine's Day is is a little bit different when you're talking about divorce, but it is part of it. You know, these these changes that that are are necessary to go through is part of it. Having different holidays, having different emotions and experiences during the divorce process is normal. So, if you know someone you know is going through a divorce and and you're truly looking for a partner, give Malone Halley PC a call and and see the difference that, that we can make.
2: Hi, this is Dan Cuneo with I Now Pronounce You Divorce. Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. Please join us next week for part two.
0: Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you found this episode helpful and you want more informational content, please be sure to subscribe and join us on all major social media platforms, including YouTube. Stay connected for more exciting updates and tips.